Hi, friends. I wanted to share an exciting update. The Self-Care Cabaret has a new offering. We're calling it Talkback. If you're familiar with the theater space, you might have participated in a Talkback before. After a performance, the cast and crew will come back on stage to chat with the audience and answer questions. Think of it as a casual, guided discussion. Inspired by this and by popular interest, we've come up with a Talkback for the Self-Care Cabaret podcast. Groups can listen to a podcast episode or two of their choosing, then I'll come and lead your discussion, either in person or virtually, of those episodes, expanding on the big ideas. It's a great option for groups looking for short, impactful professional development, or smaller teams looking to get an introduction to self-care and well-being. I just had a talk back with a team of high school support staff, and let me say, it was so much fun. So if you're interested in bringing a talk back to your group or organization, please email podcast at drmcselfcare.com. Thanks, and now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Molito-Connors, a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. Before we dive into today's interview, I want to discuss with you the true definition of self-care. So to do that, I want you first to just think about the images that come to mind when you hear the term self-care. What comes up? What do the people look like in these images that you see? Typically, when we do this exercise, people tend to see affluent looking, thin white women with maybe cucumbers over their eyes, surrounded by overpriced bath products. But that is not really the real definition of self-care. That is society's way of twisting it all up and making us feel like self-care is a spa day or a mani-pedi or spending a lot of money or making us feel that it is a luxury, and it is not. So here is the real definition of self-care. Buckle up, because it's a little long. Self-care is defined as the daily process of being aware and attending to one's basic physiological and emotional needs, including the shaping of one's daily routine, relationships, and environment as needed to promote self-care. Self-care is seen as the foundational work required for physical and emotional well-being. Self-care is associated with positive physical health, emotional well-being, and mental health. Steady, An intentional practice of self-care is seen as protective by preventing the onset of mental health symptoms, job or school burnout, and improving work or school productivity. That definition comes to us from 2017 from Dr. Cook Cotton, and it is my favorite, the most comprehensive definition I've ever seen. So let's highlight just a few of those aspects. Self-care is foundational. Think of the foundation of a house. If you have a shaky, weak, cracked, 
wobbly foundation, you're not going to have a very strong, long-lasting house. So self-care is your foundation. It is the daily process of being aware of and attending to. This is it. This is what you do every day consistently so you show up as the best you possible. Your foundation. And this is seen as protective against the onset of all sorts of negative health consequences. So when we think about something being protective, when you practice self-care, you're going to be proactive against that, not reactive. We tend to think of self-care as sometimes something reactive where we're feeling really stressed out and overwhelmed. So, oh my God, I got to do a little yoga or let me journal or do something like that. But that's not really being proactive or protective. So that's not really the true definition. So when we start to think of self-care through this lens, this is really a lot more powerful than that occasional mani-pedi or even a spa day now and again. So when you practice this type of self-care, it's important to remember this doesn't make stress go away, but it changes how you react. And that's really powerful because you're only in control of what you have going on in your own body, in your own space. So this is how we begin to take our power back and shift the narrative against an oppressive society and culture and begin to rewrite it for ourselves. And that is just the greatest thing, in my opinion, and hopefully yours too. So you get to set those boundaries. You say no. You prioritize yourself. Stop checking that email after hours. Stop staying later in the day or doing things that are extra that you don't really have to do. If you want to do them, sure, go for it. But you don't need to feel obligated to do so and sacrifice your own well-being to do so. And if there's toxic people in your life, guess what? You don't have to hang out with them. Life is short, friends. You might as well enjoy it. And much of that is within your control. And the best news of all is that much of the real meaning of self-care can actually be practiced by spending no money. It's free. That's it. I said it. Free. You can do so much. And it really bums me out when people think that self-care has to be this really expensive thing or it's so time consuming. It's really not. And if you've been listening to me for a while or following me, you've heard me say this. If you're new to my work, please check out some other material because you'll begin to really understand this and hopefully embody it and live it. So now, without further delay, I'm thrilled to welcome Margie Bro to the podcast today. Margie is a powerhouse woman on a mission. She is a mom of three with full hands and an even fuller heart. She is deeply committed to giving back to her community with a passion for diversity, equity and inclusion, accessibility, mental health and women's rights. Currently, she is the newly appointed business development manager for the city of Worcester in the Office of Economic Development. She'll be focusing on grant programming for entrepreneurs in the city. And that is so cool. But previously, she served as as the senior program manager for the Entrepreneurship for All program or 
E for All for short, where she coordinated and facilitated all programs and events in support of their mission to accelerate economic and social impact in communities through inclusive entrepreneurship. She also sits on the board of directors for Girls on the Run, Worcester County, and is a mentor for the Boys and Girls Club. She is passionate about volunteering and assisting her community and dedicated to being a servant leader across all facets of her life. Outside of her community work, she is an energy worker with training in energy medicine, Reiki, sound, meditation, and compassionate healing. She integrates both sides of her work through public speaking, community engagement, and taking her compassion into the world. Margie is such a bright light. I had the pleasure of getting to know her last year when I was accepted into the E for All business accelerator and Margie was we were teamed up with the Worcester cohort I was part of the Lynn Massachusetts cohort and we were teamed up and it was amazing and she has so much to share here is our conversation Margie thank you so much for joining me this afternoon on the Dr. MC self-care cabaret podcast thank you so much for having me I'm very happy to be here and you really are. I, I already read your bio, but I described you as a powerhouse, which I think is an accurate way to describe you and all the amazing work that you do. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, I do so much. So I guess I'll just start with the with the full. So I, I you know, I know you also because I started with Eat. Well, I was working at Eat for All, and we were you were in the Lynn cohort, and I was leading the Greater Worcester cohort. I recently just got a new job. I am now the business development manager for the city of Worcester in the Office of Economic Development. So I'll be primarily working on grant programs for businesses in the community. So I'm super excited to still work with the entrepreneur community. I am involved in so many other things. I also have my own radio show that I'm a co-host on. So it's called Now I Thrive with Armita and Margie. We're focusing on energy medicine and bringing um, flow into li people's lives and relationships. And we're teaching people how to live in accordance with the 12 natural laws of the universe. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm also, you know, very community driven and mission driven. So I'm always trying to figure out what else I can do to uplift the community. So I also sit on the board of directors for Girls on the Run Worcester County, and I am the co-chair of the fund development committee. So I help raise money for that organization. I'm constantly volunteering in the community. I actually also just got, well, here's the, the long list, right? Um, I got, <laughs> I love I, it. I recently got accepted into Leadership Worcester, which is a leadership development program put on through the Worcester Regional Chamber of Commerce and is backed by the city. I'm really excited to do that. That's like a 12 month program where once a month I'll be meeting with other young leaders in the city and we'll be doing like service projects for different uh, topics. So like one month we'll do economics, one month we'll do public works, one month we'll do education, one month we'll do health and safety, one month we'll do nonprofit. So we'll have a service cool. project for a month to do. So I'm pretty excited about that. We kick off in September, well, this month, because September now, September 1st. Um, and then on top of all of that, because if, if I thought wasn't enough of the things that I do, I also work in energy medicine and I have my own business. I actually started it as Margie the Good Witch. I am in the middle of the rebrand. So we will be transitioning from Margie the Good Witch to Prism of Brilliance. 
So I, I kind of like Margie the Good Witch, so that's adorable. But what prism? Pr- what was it? Prism of Brilliance. Prism of Brilliance, and I'll tell you why the change. Because too. Margie the Good Witch is not a very like welcoming everybody type of name. It mm, you know okay. the 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 witchy part kind of turns people away um, because they assume that it's not for them, and sure. it is because I I'm not actually a witch and I don't teach people how to do spells or do spells myself. Um, I'm, I'm very much in accordance with natural law. I've, I've, I have training in many things and I'll, we'll probably talk about some of those things tonight, but yeah. I've gone through, you know, all up to my Reiki master. Um, I am trained in energy medicine, bioscalar meditation, aromatherapy, shamanism, embodiment, natural law, synergy of sound, Uh, And, you know, uh, I'm constantly taking new classes to broaden my horizons and just deepen my wisdom that I can share with other people. Healing, I do healing sessions. I actually just added coaching into my repertoire. And so, you know, part of the journey of being in energy medicine and being a healer yourself is like figuring out what your soul's mission is, like what's my purpose here. Mm, And so I, I truly feel that part of my soul's mission is to bring flow into out of flow spaces and not just any spaces, specifically the business world. And so uh, everything that I do is really in accordance with that is to help bring flow into the entrepreneurship and small business space. And so that really just aligns perfectly with everything that I do. Amazing. I really love the idea of flow and like knocking down hustle culture, like enough of the hustle culture makes me crazy. It's like, that's not helping anyone. That's the opposite of what we should be doing. So I love that whole concept of flow. You want to talk a, a little bit maybe about that? Yeah. So when I mean flow, I mean that we're really in rhythm and that we are really coming into the pulse of, you know, Mother Earth, our creator. And so when you're you're working in flow, you're really working in accordance with the 12 natural laws. And so everything from, you know, the law of vibration to the law of correspondence to the law of attraction to the law of polarity and everything in between. And so it's really helping people bring that into their awareness and then teaching them how to do it in their everyday lives without having to be on their own spiritual or healing journey. Because I don't think, I think that's also a barrier to people actually learning about them is that they think, oh, if I'm learning about natural law or how to bring that flow into my life, then that means like I have to be on some spiritual journey and I'm not into that. And that's not really (laughs) what it is. Um, I myself am on my own spiritual journey, but that's, that journey is not for everybody. So I like to really meet people where they're at, which is why I like to go into so many different avenues to teach people about it. Um, so, you know, this month in my radio show, we were focusing on the law of correspondence. And that law is saying that your external environment is a reflection of your internal environment. And so to have a better external mm-hmm. environment, you really need to get internally at peace and in unity. And so when we're talking about that, what we really mean is that you have to function in, within the law of polarity, which is another natural law. And so that's really taking out that toxic positivity that we see so often, that good vibes only, positive people only, because the law of polarity states that everything in nature must have negative and positive to be unified. So we're not looking to overshadow one or the other or take one out. We're looking to have those energies unified. And so really with unified energy is how we do anything with a charge, right? Think of an atom. It needs to have positive and negative. Think of a battery. It needs to have positive and negative. Um, and, you know, anything that's going to thrive needs to have positive and negative. So we can't leave one or, or the other out or label things positive or negative. They just, 
you know, just like feelings. Feelings aren't positive or negative. They're just emotions. They're energy. Um, and so we have to stop labeling everything in that way and really think about how we're going to unify both sides of this so that we can go forward with a positive, not a positive or like a really charged voltage. Mm. Wow. I'm familiar with some of this, what you're talking about. And as you were describing, what was the one that was about your internal and your external, the law of correspondence? Yeah. Okay. That one, as you were describing that, I was like, wow, that really kind of plays into like the environmental domain of self-care. I feel like there's a lot of overlap between what you say is 12 natural laws and like the 10 domains of self-care. Like, I feel like there's a lot there and I'm very familiar with, you mentioned it briefly, the law of attraction. You want to talk about, I talk about that one a lot. Do you want to maybe give a little insight into that one? Yeah. So, you know, the law of attraction plays in with the law of vibration quite a bit. So the law of vibration is that um, stating that we all have an energetic frequency and that we're all, always in a constant state of motion because of that, that vibration that we're giving off. So that's the law of vibration. And so when we're trying to attract things and we're in, we're, you know, working with the law of attraction, we actually need to be vibrating at the frequency of the things that we're trying to manifest, right? If you're coming in from a lower frequency, and so I, I describe lower frequency as like fear, judge, guilt, like li really living in that ego space versus your heart-centered, compassionate witness space. When you're manifesting and you're working with the law of attraction in that space, you're going to be attracting those that like energy because attention goes where our energy flows and then we attract more of it when you're leveling up when you're you know expanding and you're hiring your vibration and you're coming into more of that joy that love that compassionate place when you're working with the law of vibration and the law of attraction and you're manifesting things you're manifesting things at a higher vibration and so the things that you are doing are going to be in alignment with that hmm. do you have and I, I love this. And I listen to like sometimes my Reiki master has told me in the past, you know, if you're feeling, I don't know, maybe a certain way or just even during the workday, like go on YouTube or Pandora or Amazon Music, whatever you use for listen to music and just like put on a high vibration music and just let it even just play in the background, like almost underscore your day in the office. And when I take the time to do that, it, it really does kind of change the outcome. Do you have any other tips maybe for people if they're interested in that, like how they could maybe pay attention to or raise their vibration? Yeah. So I always say that getting really real with yourself is the best way to start. Right. So like really sitting with yourself and pointing yourself inward, right? And really getting in tune with what it is that you want in life. What are the things that you want to change? What are the things that you want to grow in, in your own way? Like, what is it that you want to be doing? And really being really communicative internally and really honest about what you want. And I think that practicing gratitude is the best way to get started. So oh, another one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, encouraging people who aren't sure what to do first is like focus on what you're thankful for focus on gratitude first and as you're doing that the again the law of attraction and manifestation right the more you're grateful the more things that you will attract to be grateful for right the same thing with like if you're always worrying or if you're always like um complaining about stuff and you're not looking at, you know, all of the things that are being done for you in life, because life is not happening to you, it's happening for you. Um, 
you're going to attract those things. So the more you focus on those things, if you're in that optimal imagination and you're grateful and you have that gratitude, those are the things that are going to come towards you. So I, going inward and practicing gratitude. Awesome. I love practicing gratitude is such a powerful practice. And for those who may not be aware, and I'm, I'm sure Margie, you know this, but there's actual science and research that proves that when you practice gratitude, it actually rewires neural pathways in your brain to help promote happiness, improve your mood, increase productivity and just general quality of life. So it's really powerful. It's much more powerful than just being like, Hey, like, thanks. Like <laughs> than just saying, thank you. Like this is really, um, a really powerful practice to cultivate. And I love, you know, teaching folks about that or, or telling folks uh, how that works. So thank you for sharing. That's awesome. So I'm wondering with all these amazing things that you do and all this knowledge that you have and all these beautiful practices, how do you practice self-care for yourself? Honestly, I prioritize self-care, um, which isn't something that my younger self, my previous self did. Like I didn't mm. even know where to start with self-care. And so going on my own healing journey is really where I started to figure that out. And I am a, a true believer that I don't want to pour from my cup at all. Um, I don't want my clap cup to be half empty. I don't want to be pouring from my cup. I actually want my cup to be overflowing. And that spillage is what I'm giving to other people. So to have that spillage, you, I have to be practicing self-care. And because I do so much in the community, I that I ha that has to be a, a huge priority, or I'm going to get burnt out, and I'm going to get burnt out quick. And so, right. you know, I, I monthly get a healing session done on myself. So I'm always in in the line of healing. I work with my teachers and my healers and the the Shambhala, the community that I'm a part of, the healing community I'm a part of. And so once a month, I'm getting a healing done on myself. Um, I practice meditation regularly. I really am big into bioscalar meditation, which is teaching you how to bring like Nicholas Tesla type energy into your body, which is really cool. And all everything oh, that I do is that. also based in science. It's all scientifically nice. proven. Um, so I work with Nicholas Tesla a lot. You know, Bruce Lipton, he wrote the, you know, biology of belief. I work with that book a lot and those belief that belief system. So I'm always focusing on the science side of it too, because people want to know, like, oh, is this real or is it just right. the woo-woo stuff? I'm like, no, exactly. it's real. <laughs> it's real. There's a science behind it. And so I think that also educating yourself. I am constantly figuring out how I can learn more, whether I'm reading a new book or I'm listening to a podcast, or I am reading, researching myself online because I think that knowledge is powerful. And so Aiden, when we share that knowledge is even more powerful. So finding things out for my, on my stuff for myself is really important. Again, I'm constantly taking classes. Like I'm, I'm getting ready to start another class in November. It's a six month course, energy for life coaching. Um, and that's through the Svaha and Synergy of Sound Academy out in New Bedford, which is where I take a lot of my classes. That was created by Lisa Ashwari Murphy, who is the founder of that academy, as well as Fairhaven Healing Arts. And um, I, I am in therapy every other week. So I do that. I do yoga. I play sound. So I'm all, you know, I'm trained in sound. So I, you know, play my crystal bowls a lot. I'm constantly drumming. Um, and then, you know, any other self-care things that I find necessary, like going to get my hair done or like. The other day I had a long day and I was like, I need to do something for me. Like when it needs to happen now, I went and got a pedicure. I took an hour. I went nice. and got a pedicure. And I came home. <laughs> and so making the time to prioritize that stuff and being really clear about what it is that you need 
with your partner or the people around you so they can support you in that. Yeah. Are you looking for exciting, engaging, and useful professional development and workshops for your school, business, or organization? Well, look no further. Dr. MC offers a variety of options and topics related to self-care and renewal, trauma recovery, building resilience, developing a growth mindset, stress management, and more. Completely customizable to fit every need. And coming soon is a new program to help high school students manage the challenges they are facing today and the increasing concerns around mental health. Visit drmcselfcare.com to learn more and request a session. Yeah, you make so many really beautiful points. And I love the idea of the metaphor that you describe with the cup because we always hear that, right? And you can't pour from an empty cup and you have to fill your cup first. But I love the idea of even taking that one step further. And it's like, you're not actually taking from your cup at all until your cup is overflowing. And then that's where you can give to others. I really, that's a really beautiful kind of mindset shift or a little bit of a reframe there because we you can't pour from an empty cup but you also don't want to keep emptying yourself and refilling and emptying and refilling you should stay full and even overflow that's excellent and that's also you have to be really clear about your boundaries there too because like not everyone i've been described as an energizer bunny i you know not everyone (laughs) has the amount of energy that i have so like you don't try to wear yourself out by being involved in so many things if you don't have the energy for that you have to be really Setting clear. Boundaries. Yeah, really clear about what your actual boundaries are. Absolutely. And that can be really difficult to do because society doesn't make that easy. Society tells us, you know, keep going, do this, do that, keep pushing, take this on. Why aren't you doing this? Now they're calling it, oh, it's making me crazy. But uh, the cold, quiet quitting thing um, <laughs> where it's like, oh, if you're not giving 110 percent, then you're somehow quietly quitting. It's like, no, I'm doing my job and stop trying to get free labor out of me. <laughs> like, well, they're trying to frame it as a so negative. Crazy. Yeah. And it's not a negative. You're doing the job you signed up to do and like stop trying to make people feel bad for setting boundaries and prioritizing themselves. Because, I mean, we're I think we're seeing the ramifications of of some of that mindset, even during, you know, during COVID, people really seem to shift and reprioritize themselves and started to realize that, like, yikes, I can't keep doing what I was doing. I need something different or I'm not willing to go back to what life was like pre-COVID per se, or I'm not willing to do the same job I was doing for no respect and very little pay. Like this is why we're seeing, you know, I'll speak for the education arena in general, like so many vacancies. There was a a shortage pre-COVID and it is 10 times worse now. And, you know, that's kind of scary. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think it's estimated... So before COVID, there was a hundred thousand teacher shortage across the country. Um, at last time I checked, a couple of months ago, during, you know, towards the tail end of the pandemic, here over a half a million fewer teachers in the country. I mean, you know, Margie and I were talking about this offline, but you know, we got the National Guard in classes, or them really lowering teacher um, standards for people to be able to just enter the field without having any training. Like this, these are dangerous kind of precedents we're setting here about how we value a profession that's really, really important and does really, really important work uh, for future, for the future, and for society in general. So, anyway, it was a little tangent, but. <laughs> no worries. I welcome that tangent. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
you you do so much for self care. I mean, that was really that was a lot. I think you are an energizer bunny. That's a good way <laughs> good way to describe it. And I'm wondering though, if you do you have like maybe one self care practice or something that you kind of continuously go back to? Like I know for me. I can I can have a five minute dance party and no matter what I'm feeling like, just throw on my favorite song, like after just a minute or two dancing, like I feel so much better. Like that's kind of my like go to. I'm wondering like what's your go to practice? My go to is definitely singing. Um, I am not a great singer, but I really like to belt out a tune. So if I'm feeling any sort of particular way, whether any energetic release that needs to happen that I feel like you know, maybe I'm, I'm not crying or, you know, I have some, I'm a, I'm a Leo. So I have that fire in me. And so sometimes um, anger can feel really hot. And sometimes I need to like let the fire out without actually uh, blowing it at anybody. And so <laughs> um, getting in my car and belting out a song can be a, a really good way to do that. And I'm a home alone a lot because I work from home, which won't be happening soon because I'll be we're going to work for the city and I'll have to be going to the office. But I sing a lot at home and I, I'm like an avid karaoke goer. Like I love nice. to go to karaoke. So that's how you let that roar out, huh? I yeah. love my Leos. Both my husband and my mom are Leos and um, I love Leos. <laughs> and you did mention a little bit about uh, manifesting and vision boards and, and people are often intrigued by those. And I, I talk about them very briefly and I, I do vision board. I do practice, you know, the law of attraction and manifesting. I'm going to have to get into on those other 11 laws more intentionally, but I'm wondering what you can share about like the practice of vision boarding and manifesting for folks. Oh um, yeah. Okay. Please. So we'll start from the beginning. So I really like vision boarding because, and I think that other people like vision boarding because it is, a like a visual representation of the things that they're trying to attract and the things that they're trying to manifest. And so but a big thing for me and and doing them is being really intentional. Now, earlier this year in February, I actually had the chance to um, speak at a vision board party. So I was getting people like in the zone and ready to do, do their vision board. And so, so cool. I, even when I'm doing my own I like to throw on some MC Yogi, who is a beautiful high vibrational artist. You can find him on Spotify. And I like to, you know, have that set the tone in the background. And I, I listen to him a lot during my work day as well, because it's really good to like stay in that rhythm and that pulse. And I also do drumming before, whether I'm doing it with other people or doing it myself. I'll, I'll drum for a few minutes to really get that nice energy pulse and really be in the rhythm. Um, and then I will also do a meditation to get ready and so help people really connect to themselves and go inward that's amazing and I love that I I've been creating vision boards I first learned about it through the secret which I know is a little I don't know what your thoughts are in the secret but the book is great the movie is a little cheesy but I secretly love it (laughs) I love Kate she's a great actress so I thought the movie was pretty good and, but I all I've actually never read the book, but I think that's also a good starting point for people, right? Like absolutely. I, I think that people, you know, again, who like might not be really interested in the spiritual side or like might get overwhelmed with thinking about all the avenues that they could. Like it's a nice, lighthearted book that people can get started with. That absolutely. also gives no, you I... action steps. Like it gives you actionable things you can do. 
Yeah, so that's how I first was introduced to vision boarding and manifesting years ago, kind of when that first came out, which I think was around like 2006, maybe. Um, anyway, and and so maybe not consistently since then, but consistently for certainly the last, oh, I don't know, eight, maybe 10 years I've done one. And I, I kind of make it my like January practice. It's kind of my New Year's practice where I'll like kind of look at my board and decide like, okay, what, what do I, how do I want to, how is this feeling for me right now? What needs to be added? What can, what can be removed? Sometimes I, I rarely remove things. Sometimes I like to leave them there, even if I've accomplished them as reminders to me that, um, I've accomplished something and, um, it just kind of become this annual practice that I do. And I have a few blog posts on it. And Margie, if you have any resources, you've mentioned so many beautiful things. We'll make sure um, you want to send me those links. We'll make sure they're shared in the ep- episode notes for folks as well. Yeah, there's lots absolutely. Of great, um, it would be my pleasure to share those. Yeah, great content here. But I think, um, you know, so if folks wanted to get started with maybe vision boarding or manifesting, what is what's like a way that maybe folks could get started? Because there's so much out there to get started. So it's, you know, it's really about finding something that that resonates with each person. Um, I think as far as, you know, if people are interested in learning more about Reiki or energy medicine, like I certainly stand by Lisa Shwari Murphy and Fairhaven Healing Arts and the Synergy of Sound, the Svaha Academy and Synergy of Sound in, in New Bedford. They're fantastic learning resources. They have so many classes they're you know a great healing community if you're interested in learning about stuff that in accordance with natural law as far as like vision boarding if you want to get started really like go on youtube find out (laughs) google a video like how do i do a vision board and i think it's really about again um, when you're doing it get being really intentional again throwing on some nice high vibrational music maybe meditating not everyone plays drums. So like, if you're not a drummer, that's fine. If you don't have a drum, that's fine. But get some high vibrational music on, break out your glue sticks and your scissors and get some old magazines and like really create something that you are looking for as goals for your year. And I think doing it yearly is a great way to really help, you know, establish a practice of doing it, as well as like giving yourself obtainable goals throughout the year that you're really trying to work on and manifest. As far as manifesting and using that with the vision boarding and the law of attraction, I think, again, there's so many avenues that people can take. It really just takes a Google search and finding something that really resonates with you. I think that when you're working with manifestation and doing that intentionally, you have to know that when you're asking the universe for something, sometimes you need to move out of your way and things are going to be removed. Things are going to be removed out of your life. So for example, like if you feel like you don't have a great friend group and you're like universe, I need new friends. The universe is going to create some sort of event that is, you know, taking those friends that you feel like aren't good for you out of your life. And so will be some sort of event, a a cataclysmic event that removes them and makes room for new or you're saying universe I want a new job and you know but you're holding on because you feel some sense of like loyalty or responsibility there's going to be some sort of event that makes it so like you can no longer stay here you know <laughs> the, the universe is going to make it really clear and and so if you're clear about what you want when you're doing your vision boarding and you're manifesting then the universe is going to match that for you yeah no and I've heard that before that like you know in my work that you may not necessarily like 
how the universe responds to you. Like it may not be the way you had envisioned it, but you know, and you may kind of look back and be like, Oh, did I actually attract that? And if you kind of unpack the steps or reverse engineer it a bit, you're like, Oh, I might've actually attracted that. And whoops. like <laughs> Depending upon what it was. Yeah. That's why I definitely encourage any sort of attraction work, manifesting work, vision board work that you're doing it while you're fully connected to yourself. And you're Mm. in a higher vibrational state. So doing it when like when you're practicing that gratitude, when you're, you know, feeling really compassionate and joy filled, like doing it from those spaces and not a space of that lower vibrational energy. Yeah, for sure. I had a situation over the summer and it's it's kind of silly, but we had this big table in my backyard near our pool that was a glass table. It was left by the previous owners and it was huge. And the one morning I was out there and I was putting some stuff down on the table and I actually dropped a bag over the edge of the porch. It wouldn't nothing that would break, but onto the table. And I thought to myself, that table breaks. That is going to be a real mess. Well, later on that day and then my husband and I were also talking about wanting to get rid of the table we were kind of like over the table it doesn't quite fit but you know it was great for the years we've used it but now we've kind of moved on and want something else later that same day the a gust of wind came and took the umbrella that was on the table and it just like twisted ever so perfectly and it snapped and it smashed the entire table. There and it is. Was, the universe <laughs> gave you what you wanted. I know. And I was talking to my, my Reiki master later and she was like, were you thinking about that table like what had been any recent thoughts about that table and I was like yeah I was actually thinking about how we're going to be getting rid of it soon and like what a mess I created and that was so unintentional but the universe answered me it was like all right you don't want this table anymore we're going to solve this problem for you (laughs) right and so it's all again it's also like how you respond to that happening right so like haha you <laughs> like taking it really humbly and in that compassionate witness like you're gonna be able to laugh about it and be like oh my goodness absolutely i said i wanted to get rid of this table and the universe like literally heard me and it broke the table so this is hilarious thank you for listening and like really just being able to take it in stride because sometimes things aren't gonna happen most of the time things are happening and the things happening around us are not within our control it's like how we right. respond to those things that that we are in control of because life is going to happen around us and again it's happening for us not to us i love that life is happening for us not to us that may be the episode title or i want to do something with the the flow the idea of flow and that making sure your cup is overflowing i'm gonna let those marinate we'll decide what's gonna be the episode title That's awesome. No, I love it. And I have plenty of positive examples also about manifesting and the law of attraction for sure. Uh, But that was just one that kind of came up and kind of, you know, maybe gave me a little dose of reality. Like, all right, maybe a little, uh, I don't know. Be careful. Sometimes the universe answers you in ways you weren't expecting. I think it's silly. It's totally silly. Like it it was... It was really like, oh, you you don't want you don't want this table. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it. I'll show you. But you know what? I mean, truthfully, nobody got hurt. It didn't. None of it went in the pool, and we were able to clean it up, and it was fine. There <laughs> so you go. It was all good. And guess what? Now my husband and I can buy the new table that we were looking at. So. Perfect. It, you know, you no got rid of the problem. old to make room for the new. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, where can folks find you if they want to connect with you, maybe listen to your radio show or check out your um, your work that you do and stuff like that? 
Yeah. So right now my website's still Margie the Good Witch. I am in the process again of rebranding and, and re putting that to um, Prism of Brilliance. But right now people can still find me at MargieTheGoodWitch.com. Uh, that uh, that is in the process of being changed over to prism of brilliance pretty soon you'll be able to find me there on instagram i am switched over to prism of brilliance so you can also reach out to me on instagram at prism of brilliance if anyone wants to listen to my radio show it's on unity radio 97.9 Worcester's community connection it live streams on facebook at unity 97.9 or you can live stream right from like the radio app that comes with if you go to the website um, W-U-T-Y. Um, you can watch it from there and the recordings are always up on Facebook. Um, and if anyone wants to connect with me, they can do so through either Instagram or going through my my website. Awesome. And depending on when we air this episode, I'll make sure that whatever current website uh, Margie's rocking at that point, we'll make sure that that's linked in the episode notes. And if you have any resources again to share, we'll make sure those are there as well. But thank you so much for your time. You gave us lots to think about. I think we have a future collaboration too. And maybe looking at those 12 laws or wait, was it 11 laws? How many laws was it? It's 12. It's 12. It's 12. Okay. 12 laws and the 10 domains of self-care. I feel like we could really get into I would love to do a whole episode (laughs) on that. That would be great. All right. So maybe for next time. But thank you so much for your time today and for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure as always. Margie had so many amazing ideas and topics to think about. I would love to explore the intersection of the 12 laws of the universe and the 10 domains of self-care. More on that. And I also love how she highlighted the power of gratitude. You've heard me talk about this before on the podcast, so hopefully you're familiar with it. It is so, so important. And remember, life is not happening to you. It's happening for you. Such great reminders as we wrap up 2022 and get ready to embark on a new year. And truthfully, Margie used one of the best self-care metaphors about filling your own cup that I have ever heard. Keep those cups overflowing, friends, and never deplete from your own cup. Thanks for listening to this episode, and remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. The ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have comments, suggestions, or questions, please reach out directly by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare.com. And come join the cast party at Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. MC Self-Care. That's D-R-M-C Self-Care. Or on my website, drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good. Mm -hmm.